Good morning. For New England Public Radio News, I'm Henry Epp. The company Kinder Morgan has formally filed its application with federal regulators to build a natural gas pipeline that would pass through New York, Massachusetts, and New Hampshire. It's been in the works for well over a year. We'll hear from Kinder Morgan shortly. First, a leader in the vocal opposition to the proposal. Katie Eisman is president of the Pipeline Awareness Network. I asked her if she sees any positive changes in the application. Kinder Morgan is not addressing our concerns. Uh, We have not been pushing for root changes. We see this entire plan as completely misguided and bringing our energy policy in the wrong direction. But is there anything in this, uh, any new information that's uh, changed from previous filings that they've put to the feds? They have made a few uh, root changes, some at the request of various citizens and towns. But the overall scope of the proposal is the same size as um, July. Okay. Well, uh, also last week, um, before the formal application was filed um, with federal regulators, Massachusetts Attorney General Maura Healey released a study which concluded that more pipeline capacity is not necessary to maintain energy reliability in New England. Um, This study could work in favor of your group, but it's still just one study, and other officials, including the operator of New England's energy grid, have argued that more pipelines are needed for the region. So in your view, Katie, is Healy's study enough to sway federal regulators in any way? I think that the Attorney General's study is an important data point. As you mentioned, ISO New England is asking for more pipeline capacity. It's easier for the grid operator to have a single large source of power, but that's not what we need to meet our climate goals and to go forward and develop a clean energy economy. Um, Another aspect of this is the economic impact that this would have uh, on the region. What's your view of Kinder Morgan's arguments uh, that this will bring in more jobs um, and and more business uh, to parts of western Massachusetts and and New Hampshire? Well, I have noticed that there's 3,000 jobs that they've been talking about. Um, They now are saying that about half of them would be for non-local workers, and of course, almost all of them would be short-term jobs. So that, uh, compared to the clean energy economy, which is creating thousands of jobs, is really uh, you know, not an economic benefit that is worth considering. Uh, and uh, frankly, it can bring harm to the tourist um, industry, which is a major industry in western Massachusetts and southern New Hampshire. Uh, finally, Katie, what's the next step uh, for the opposition groups involved in this uh, as this moves forward to federal regulators? Well, the very next step is for everyone who has any stake in or concern about this project to intervene at FERC by filing a motion to intervene, which they have most of the month of December to do. And then that that gets you a seat at the table, in a sense, you are able to challenge any decision that the regulators make um, if you are an intervener. So that's the most important step that people can take right now. All right. Well, Katie Eisman, thanks for talking to me. Thank you. Within the new application is a change the company announced a few months ago. The pipe itself will be smaller, 30 inches in diameter, down from 36. Alan Four is a Kinder Morgan spokesperson. 
we indicated that we would scale the project on what we believe are the short-term and long-term needs of the New England region. And throughout the past year and beyond, we've really been exploring those uh, customer interest and customer needs and the long-term natural gas supply needs for the region. And we want to make sure we build, we don't overbuild, and we build a project that's necessary for the region. So the biggest, most identifiable uh, change over the last year, I would say, is, is the difference in the project from a 36-inch to a 30-inch. Um, in the application that you filed on Friday, the company says uh, just half of the construction jobs will be local. An opposition group is uh, criticizing that. Uh, why can't you commit to hiring more local workers? I understand that the process that's involved with with construction workers that are part of this project. We have signed a memorandum of agreement with the laborers and with the uh, building trades to construct the project. And particularly those two uh, very, very skilled workforces uh, have a number of workers that are ready to go to work on a pipeline project. In fact, in Hopkinton, Massachusetts, they have a state-of-the-art training facility that is designed specifically a part of it for training pipeline workers. So they're ready to go. And the way that we work on these pipeline projects is that we'll hire a contractor, a union contractor, that will then offer those uh, um, these individual jobs to the union locals that are part of it. So they have an established process. Uh, the union that's part of the uh, contractors organization, the unions that are part of the laborers and the building trades, they'll all get together and talk about the specifics of the workforce. We are committed uh, to working with those folks on making sure that as many jobs uh, available locally is a priority, but ultimately it'll be up to the pipeline union as well as the individual unions that we've signed agreements with uh, to determine the workforce. The Federal Energy Regulatory Commission will decide whether to approve this project, uh, really based on whether it's needed for the region. Now, last week, Massachusetts Attorney General Maura Healey released a study which concluded that more pipeline capacity is not necessary to maintain energy reliability in the region. Your company has called that study flawed, but does it complicate your goal of getting this approved by the feds? Well, one of the good things about the, the FERC process is that it's an extensive review process. The pre-filing process, uh, by design, is intended to uh, refine the project and to adapt the project and to take considerable amount of time to get public input. And now the, the formal review starts. So there's a lot of information. There are a lot of studies a lot of individual comments. FERC's going to take all of that into account as they conduct their extensive review of the project, which really formally uh, began on Friday, at least from the application standpoint, and will continue for several months. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, Alan Ford, thanks for speaking with me. Thank you. Good to talk to you. That's Alan Four of the pipeline company Kinder Morgan. Before that, we heard from Katie Eisman, the head of a pipeline opposition group. You can find more of our coverage on this debate at nepr.net. I'm Henry Yap. This is Morning Edition.